movie or show that has female assassins, I'm in. I'm gonna watch it. That's why when Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate came out recently, I didn't even read the reviews. I just went ahead and watched them. By the way, if you haven't seen any of these movies, there will be spoilers ahead. So if you don't want to be spoiled, it's better to stop listening now. Maybe just come back when you have seen them, alright? Okay, so these two movies, Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate, seem to follow the same formula and story arc. So both of these movies came out on Netflix. For Gunpowder Milkshake, we have Karen Gillan, Lena Headey, Carla Gugino, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, and Paul Giamatti, and directed by Navot Papushado. I hope that I said that correctly. If not, I'm sorry to the director, okay? So for Kate, we have Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Woody Harrelson, and uh, June Kinomura. And this was directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. Mary Elizabeth, you might be familiar with her because she was in Birds of Prey as the Huntress. And an earlier movie of hers was Scott Pilgrim Against the World. I just remember I previously mentioned that I would be interested in watching a backstory movie about her character, the Huntress in Birds of Prey. Funny we got Kate instead, who looks so much like her character, the Huntress. However, this was not the Huntress backstory movie I hoped she had made instead. Anyway, Gunpowder Milkshake came out first and then Kate. I think Kate right now is on the top 10 list, at least from where I am, uh, on Netflix. And um, after watching Kate, I realized that there were so much similarities that these movies were basically the same. So for fun, I listed down five reasons why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie. The first reason why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie is because, as mentioned, they have both women assassins. In Gunpowder Milkshake, we have Sam, played by Karen Gillan. She was 12 years old when her mother, Scarlett, played by Lena Headey, who was also an assassin, left her, or more like she was forced to abandon her. Sam was then raised by the, uh, by the crime syndicate, The Firm, the same organization her mother worked for. So she basically followed her mother's footsteps and became an elite assassin herself. She usually was assigned to clean up the firm's messes. In Kate, we have, well, Kate, played by Elizabeth uh, Winstead, who is an expert sniper and whose primary assignments were to eliminate targets chosen by her mentor and handler, Varric, played by Woody Harrelson. She, too, was a trained assassin since uh, childhood because both of her parents died when she was very young, and Varric took her in and served as her father figure. Second reason why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie is because both had the loyalty versus personal code dilemma, which served as a pivotal point early on in the plot. In Gunpowder Milkshake, we have uh, Sam, who is supposed to get money back from a man who stole it from the firm. However, as she went into the hotel room where the, where the man was, he jumped for his ringing phone. So Sam shot him. She listened in on the call and found out that the man's daughter was actually kidnapped and he was planning to use the money to pay ransom. 
With this new information, she now has to decide whether she would bring the money back to the firm or use it to save the girl instead. And uh, because this is where the movie tells us that they did not create a one-dimensional character, she might be a murderer, but she has, you know, a heart. Sam eventually decided to save the girl and uh, brought the man to a private doctor affiliated with a firm to get medical assistance and went ahead to handle the ransom exchange herself. Saving the man's daughter was not part of her assignment, so when her handler Nathan, played by Paul Giamatti, learned about her plan, he asked her not to push through with it, and at the same time, he sent three henchmen (laughs) to follow her to get the money. However, as they tried to deal with her, things did not go well for them. Kate was hired to assassinate a Yakuza officer named Kentaro in Tokyo. This was, by the way, the opening scene of the film. As she was positioning herself and taking aim through her rifle, the target comes out of his car, but he was unexpectedly accompanied by his daughter, who later on we will get to know as Annie. We now see Kate hesitating, shooting the target because of the child's presence. Apparently, It has always been her personal code to never kill anyone in presence of children. Unlike Sam, however, Kate's heart was not as pure, so she went through her mission and shot Kentaro in the head. But the movie wanted to redeem her character immediately, so we see Kate emotionally burdened by this event, and she decided she'll retire after one last mission. The third reason why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie is because both movies had the same twists. So in both movies, we see the main characters killing the parents and then putting the child under their protection, eventually forming a bond with them as the movie progressed. Both children didn't know that this person who they are learning to trust was actually the one who killed their parents. In Gunpowder Milkshake, after saving uh, the girl Emily, who was kidnapped, they went back to the doctor to reunite her with her father. Unfortunately, He has died. And to make matters worse for Sam, the doctor was given instructions to kill her. And after a long fight sequence in the clinic, Sam and Emily eventually escaped. So this was how Emily came to be under Sam's wing. Now with Kate, before her final mission, she met a man named Stephen in a bar whom she ended up sleeping with. Later on, during her last mission, she started to feel dizzy. And uh, this caused her to miss her shot. In short, the mission failed. And after some time, she woke up in a hospital and learned that she was poisoned. She quickly realized that Stephen might have poisoned her with that bottle of wine they shared. She now tracked Stephen to his house. And um, let me just pause for a second to explain how she knew his address. After they had sex, uh, we had a shot of her holding his ID and apparently memorizing his address. Why? Uh, because the writers knew that we would need an explanation for how she knew where to find him. Okay? And <laughs> so going back, being threatened at gunpoint, Stephen and his wife, or his girlfriend, confessed that they were tasked to poison her in exchange for their freedom from the Yakuza. And yes, this was the same Yakuza syndicate which Kentaro and Kijima, the target of her final mission, were heading. Now, she wants revenge and uh, wants to finish the failed mission and kill Kijima once and for all, which led her to tracking 
and fighting a bunch of Kijima's officers and eventually found and kidnapped Annie, Kijima's niece, thinking that Annie will be the key to finding him. The fourth reason why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie is because of the underdog versus the mob theme. In both movies, you see these women go against 10-20 goons, twice, thrice their size, but still able to beat the crap out of them. I'm not saying that a person would not be able to do this in real life, but, you know, just the probability of it, all things considered, is slim to none, I feel. Like, we have to take into consideration that Kate was already poisoned, and Sam was also almost beaten to death, paralyzed at one point, and was running around all night. They must be exhausted, right? And then they had to fight the full force of the mob. Both movies had your usual adrenaline action scenes, heavily edited fight sequences, and car chases. And by the way that they staged it, you know that the absurdity of these fight scenes were deliberate, mixed with Gunpowder's mariachi music and Kate's Japanese pop and rock tunes. I guess when you watch these movies, just, you know, sit back and enjoy it. Don't think too much about it. Just just take it as it is. The exaggeration is what makes these movies memorable. It's so ridiculous and satisfying at the same time. I think the more the Lees are in a huge disadvantage, the more you want them to succeed no matter what. So you just gloss over the impossibilities. And then you get this huge satisfaction at the end when they win. The fifth reason why Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate are the same movie is because both main characters were betrayed by the person that they trusted. I mean, don't ever trust the handler or a character that was introduced in the first 15 minutes of the movie but then disappears for the next 40 to 45 minutes for no apparent reason. They usually are the traitor. <laughs> because usually you don't get introduced to a character unless they there was a purpose for it. Okay, In Gunpowder Milkshake, Nathan, the handler, under the pretense of helping Sam, gave her an address where he said he could uh, or she could get some supplies to help her in her escape. But this was a trap because he also sent gunmen to the same address to kill her. In Kate, it was revealed that her handler Varric made a deal with Kijima's second-in-command officer Kenji, who had ambitions to become the Yakuza boss himself, to incorporate his team into the syndicate in exchange for killing the heads of the Kijima clan. So, Varric was actually part of the group that planned the assassination of Kentaro and attempt on Kijima with Kate ending up as collateral collateral damage. So every time a movie would have someone who who was too good or too trustworthy, it becomes too obvious for me that they want me to trust this character. So I usually would be uh, suspicious and would immediately predict that this person would fuck up the good guy or would be a villain of some sort. Of course, I'm not 100% accurate all the time, but Most of the time, I'd be spot on. And to stress this point further, I would like to throw in Jolt in the discussion. Jolt is a movie also released by Amazon Studios just recently, and it stars Kate Beckinsale as this character, Lindy. The movie also has the same themes, except that the main lead was not necessarily a trained assassin, and it didn't involve a child. But it was very much similar in structure and other aspects. Like we have someone who was uh, uh, highly skilled, the lone underdog versus an organized crime syndicate. And well, guess what? She was also deceived by someone she trusted. 
The main character, Lindy, has intermittent explosive disorder or IED. She has um, or she'd have explosive outbursts of anger and uh, or violence, which made it difficult for her to form relationships. Finally, she met this really nice accountant guy named Justin. Very understanding, unassuming. They hit it off, went on a date, and then he turned up murdered the next day. And uh, you already know where this is going. So this caused her to go on a rampage and a mission to avenge him. And who would Lindy see alive and well as she walked into the villain's lair during the film's climax? Yeah, Justin. Turned out he was CIA and he masterminded everything so that Lindy would play a key role in murdering their target instead of via the CIA directly. So from the moment Justin disappeared and there was this whole mystery surrounding his murder, I called it. I knew. I knew he would turn up sometime around near the end of the movie and will be part of some big reveal. Again, this was because he was, you know, he was presented to be this, you know, too good to be true, too trustworthy character that made me not trust him. In my head, I'm like, there must be a reason why he was introduced aside from moving the plot forward. I would not recommend Jolt though. I was a bit sad because Kate Beckinsale was the lead here and I thought she deserved a better action movie than this. It was extremely predictable and boring, unfortunately. I was so disappointed that this time I did check some of the reviews and why don't we read some of them? I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes right now and Jolt got a 41% fresh rating. A Hollywood Reporter critic said... Quote, I'm not opposed to watching Beckinsale kick ass or Tucci deliver ride lines with finesse, but the inconsistencies pile up in frustrating fashion. Unquote. Variety calls it a noisy action film that comes across as a Kmart version of Black Widow. <laughs> okay. New York Times said, quote, the plot is extremely predictable and therefore boring and the film doesn't do enough with its high concept, shock therapy conceit to feel fresh or novel, unquote. Now let's see how Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate fared. Okay, so for Gunpowder Milkshake, it got a better 58% fresh rating. Uh, and the critics' consensus is that though it runs dangerously close to being a pure sugar rush with no substance, Gunpowder Milkshake is a brutal blast that will absorb audiences into its neon-infused universe. Okay. Kate got a whopping 42% fresh rating. And the consensus is that Mary Elizabeth Winstead does reliably gripping work in the title role, but Kate is disappointingly derivative of numerous other female assassin films, which, you know, well, I agree. So that was my list of reasons why I think Gunpowder Milkshake and Kate were basically the same movie. Don't get me wrong, I still kind of enjoyed these movies despite their shortcomings. I mean, if you want to be entertained, want to see well-choreographed action scenes, somewhat okay character development, um, well, they were not the most original and as mentioned by the reviews, quite predictable, but overall they were okay. Not too good, not too bad. Again, if you want to check them out, despite being spoiled, they are on Netflix. Thank you for listening. This is a TDL Project.
बाय